0: It's not a matter of if you'll burn out. It's a matter of when you'll burn out. But my friend, I want to give you hope today that burnout does not have to have the final say of your story. You're listening to In It. This is for anyone who is in the trenches, in the process and pursuit of a life fully lived. And I want you to know that I'm with you. I'm your host, Lindsay Pleviak. Your head. Let's do this so I So I wanted to have an honest convo about burnout. Burnout. I call this episode Burnout is a Bitch because it is. And the truth is, I don't think it's being talked about enough. I really believe that burnout is an epidemic that we are currently facing, and no one's talking about it. No one's talking about burnout. Really, they're not. <laughs> I've looked, I've looked for conversations about burnout, and it's just not there. And uh, I think millions, millions of incredible entrepreneurs, artists, creatives, business owners, die from this every single year. And yet the drum beats on. It really does. I actually looked up some statistics around burnout. And uh, this is what I found. 84% of millennials say that they have experienced burnout at their current job or career. And nearly half of millennials say that they have left a job specifically because they have felt burned out. 84% of millennials. I looked at you know, who I'm talking to and like my audience is millennials. <laughs> so this is applying to you, all right? And 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 I wanted to even go a little bit deeper. I'm a little bit of like a definition nerd. I love like word meanings and I love definitions of things. And so I actually wanted to know what the definition of burnout was. I found that burnout is defined as this, a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic work or workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. And it is characterized by three things. Feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion, increase mental distance from one's job. Thought that was fascinating. Or feelings of negativity or cynicism towards one's job or occupational pursuit. Another definition said, an exhaustion or emotional strength or motivation, usually as a result of prolonged stress and frustration. Wow. Whoa. (laughs) Maybe you right now listening to me are walking through a season of burnout. And that is why I wanted to talk about this today, because this is for you. I want to back up a little bit and talk about my own burnout story, because I found some things about burnout and walking through burnout that I really hope can help. But I think I've got to take you on a little bit of a journey of the process that I've been in over the last decade and how I have navigated burnout and how I've also experienced it. Because gang, it's real and it blows and it sucks. And I want to talk about my own burnout story for a few minutes. When I was 22, right out of college, I fell in love, and I mean in love with photography, okay? We're not talking like, oh, I just like to take a little picture on my camera. I'm talking like I was a senior, come on gang, okay? I was a senior in college. (laughs) My colleagues were literally out living it up, taking like gym credits in their final semester of college. And what was I doing? They're out partying, they're out drinking, they're having a freaking blast and they're living, the, they're living their best life. Okay. What am I doing? I am staying up on a Friday night, working in a photo lab, doing photography as a senior in college, like every single weekend. That's what I was doing. Like this was not just a Oh, this is fun. I want to give this a try. This was an obsession. I was obsessed with taking photos. And when I became, you know, introduced to photography and and really wanting to like step into that journey, I was obsessed. I was completely just fixated on creating images and bringing visuals to life. It was something that I felt so excited about and I had just true joy around doing it, Okay. And I had a conversation with a professor at my school that changed the course of my entire life. You know, I kind of got into it for a hobby and, and it was really fun. And, you know, truly I didn't even have, you know, much more ambition aside from that until this conversation happened. It was my professor in college. She was the one that was doing the class with me that I was staying up until all hours of the night, like truly obsessing over this stuff. And she pulled me in and I had done a series for a project and she had pulled me in and she said, Lindsay, I got to be honest with you. I really feel like you are so good at this. I think you should pursue this as a career. I think you could do so well with it. And I said, are you kidding me? And she said, yes, yes you should do this. And now mind you, I was going for psych. I was going to be an art therapist. So my background is in the creative fine arts. And that's like what I studied all through, you know, college and whatnot, but it was kind of a minor and my major was psych and I was going to do like art therapy for people. And so this was like the end of my junior year that I had this conversation with her and I, I took on, I decided to take on a double major in my senior year because that was fun. Why wasn't I having fun? I I don't know. That's another conversation, (laughs) but The truth is, is that she really did open my eyes to the possibility that I could pursue this as a career and a job. And I actually felt so freed by that. I felt limited by pursuing what I was going to school for. And I felt excited and and energetically just so open to the possibilities of what this could do for me. And so I I listened to her and I decided to like, go ahead and, and give it a shot. Right. So then I go on to, you know, have a pretty unbelievable career. I've worked with, you know, major, you know, artists, influencers, you know, businesses and, and, and organizations that I basically created their branding packages for. So they would hire me and I would create these like incredible visuals that would support their brands. And it was very much like a behind the scenes person, you know, for, for many years and, and documented just countless faces and stories. And, and I loved it. I just loved it. And, and it brought me to life and it got me so excited and I was happy to, to do that work all the time. Well, sure enough, enters in, as all things, pressure, comparison, competitiveness, and a lot of me just kind of beating myself up all the time. It was almost like the more and more jobs I got, the higher and higher I climbed in my profession, like on paper, my resume was just unbelievable, but it was that it was almost like the, the more that my, my resume just grew and grew to be something, you know, quite exciting, the more and more was coming at me. It was, you know, this person over here criticizing this. And it was that person over there, you know, I I was feeling inferior to, and it was this, you know, photographer over here that was, I, I heard said this about my work and, it was just so competitive and exhausting. And then all of a sudden these stories are coming in about feeling undervalued and, you know, just like, I'm not good enough. And, and I was, I was creating all this epic work and, and then some of the feedback I was getting, you know, I would present these visuals to people that were just unreal. Like when I look back at the images now, I'm like, this was so good. (laughs) And and in the moment, you know, the insecurity that I, I was feeling and then kind of getting, submitting the images and just kind of getting like, you know, great, thanks. Like one word, thanks. Or nothing. Or sometimes I would send stuff to clients and it would literally be silence. And I would be like, do they hate it? Do they like it? Not even like, hey, thanks. Like literally nothing. And so all of a sudden I start snowballing into this pandemonium around, this work that just started crushing my creativity. I mean, it just started taking a toll on me. Not to mention the fact that the workload was increasing and the only way that I could, you know, pay my bills was through taking on more work. And before I knew it, you know, I was just cranking out creative image after another. Maybe you're in this process now, maybe you're a fellow photographer <laughs> I feel you, I have been there and you're just you're just producing 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 and it's good stuff and then you're and then all these stories are playing in all these dynamics are at work and i turned around and i just was like i'm dead i am dead inside i am a dead person i have nothing to give to this and i started getting resentful i started getting bitter i started getting frustrated and i started thinking i'm not good enough and all of a sudden i'm like i don't want to do this anymore i don't want to do this anymore what happened from that conversation, what, what happened to those late nights, loving the work and just enjoying it so much to, to this moment of, I, don't, I want nothing to do with this. I want nothing to do with this. And it was really interesting. I made a decision to actually step away from photography completely. And I actually started another business to, compensate and to take off some pressure around the shoots that I was doing, because, you know, the only way that I could, again, make money was to book more shoots. I was dead inside. I don't want to book more shoots. Okay. Now I have no money. This is just like a horrible circle that I'm in. And and if you're a business owner, creative, you, you understand this. And so I actually started another business out of a place of burnout because I was looking for a way out of my burnout. And I thought, I'm going to just do this. To alleviate some of that pressure. But then this thing, this new thing I started, it was fun. It was exciting. You know, I was getting to work with other people. It, you know, I was able to actually come out from behind my photography work and to step in the forefront of the brand that I had always wanted to see and create and be a part of. And, you know, and then I started getting more attention and it, and it was fun and I was having fun again. And, and it was just a whole different skill set that I was using. I felt challenged by it. You know, I had very much felt behind the scenes, of my own life. And I always knew there was more inside of me and I felt limited behind the camera. And, and this new you know, career that I had stepped into was giving me the opportunity for me to be able to actually like speak and communicate and people to see me and know who I was and be able to create something that I wanted to do, my own brand, you know? So it was fun and exciting. And then I came to that point where I said, I'm done. I'm just done. I'm just done with photography. I don't wanna do this anymore. I'm over it. I'm burned out. I'm done. Okay, so I walk away from that, Yeah. I put that on a shelf. I say, forget it, and then I, I pursue this current business that I'm in. and And you want to know what's so funny? <laughs> you want to know what's so funny? Same thing. It's fun. There's things I love about it. I'm excited. This is really cool. Oh my gosh, this is this is growing. This is getting bigger. I'm having fun. This is this is cool. Okay, now we're growing. We're getting. It's getting bigger. And before I know it, I'm faced once again with the stories, the feelings of not measuring up, comparison, inferior, feeling inferior, tons of pressure, tons of pressure. And I get resentful, bitter, frustrated. And four and a half years later, I turn around and I am in that same place once again. So what you're telling me, so so, so, so you're telling me that you started a business out of burnout, like out of a place of burnout is why you started your other business just to fast forward four years to be burned out again. Is that what you're saying to me? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying to you. (laughs) That's what I'm telling you (laughs) right now today. These were two separate careers that had absolutely nothing in common. Truly, they didn't. They really didn't. Yes, some of my photo skills play into the brand work that I, you know, share. And, you know, I guess some of the people skills of seeing people from behind the camera help me do the current job I have now, you know, really seeing people. Okay, But but let's be honest. These careers are night and day as far as, you know, the knowledge, the skill sets, the experience—what you need in order to do each one—they they couldn't have been more separate. And yet, here I was again, burned out. I had to accept a very harsh reality. I had to accept that I was the one creating burnout in my life. I think for a long time, I didn't want to—I didn't want to address that. I think for a long time, I wanted to just push that away and ignore it and not acknowledge that that's what was really going on. No, no, it's this, and it was this, and it was that person, and it was this person. I I wanted to push all the frustrations and the blame on everything outside of myself because that was just easier than to actually accept that the way in which I was working was wearing me out. I was the one creating burnout in my life, me. It was a pattern in my life that was carrying on. It was a cycle that needed to be able to be acknowledged. Have I wanted to quit what I currently do? Yes. (laughs) The answer is yes. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Absolutely. Are you joking? There have been so many moments where I'm like, this is it. This is the moment. This is the moment that I am walking away and honestly, over the last year has probably been the hardest one of all time. And the truth is, is, I think there were good reasons, arguable reasons that I could have put on the table that if I had looked at those and if I had if I if I had really allowed myself to acknowledge that I could have and it would have been all right because w- I had good reason. There's a good enough reason for me to say, you know what? Screw this. I'm done. I am. I am walking out of this. But do you want to know what's kept me here? and what's kept me going, and why I'm doing this podcast today. Because I came to a sobering reality that if I walked away from this too, that this would be a cycle for the rest of my life. This would, the cycle of burnout would follow me the rest of my life. I needed to find a way through it. I needed to find a way through my burnout. Not this time not this time. Photography was, is still a love of my life. And I think my youth and my lack of boundaries and my angst and these other pressures that I put on myself, my high achieving ability was working against me in those moments where I I feel like now I finally have that stamina and sounding board and and more than anything system to find a way through it. And if you are someone who is walking through burnout right now, I want to tell you this right now. It's okay. It's all right. I wish somebody could have told me that. I wish that somebody could have just said to me, like, it's okay. It's okay. I think so many times we're battling this invisible monster of burnout. And we're just again, alone in it. I'm the only one that feels this way. No, you're not. It's all right. It's all right. I wish, I wish that somebody could have told me it's okay. And again, even though it's okay, it's still up to you and it's up to me to find our way through it. So I want to share a couple of things that I've done and learned that have helped me manage my burnout and some things that I have implemented or recognized that have really helped me be able to create some solid stamina to navigate those seasons and to hopefully change the course of my working professional career, because let's face it, I'm 32, like I'm, I'm a hardworking human and I don't plan on stopping working anytime soon, but there's no way that I could continue to keep going in the way that things were. Absolutely not. So I want to share some things that I've done that have helped me manage my burnout and hopefully it will help you as well. Number one, you have to accept the tough truth that it's not the thing. It's the way you're working the thing. It's not the thing. It's how you do the thing. It's how you do the thing. Are you constantly on your phone? Are you constantly scrolling social media? Are you constantly looking at everybody's stuff out there all the time from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to bed? That's gonna drain you. That is gonna drain you so much, okay? It's not the thing. It's how you're working the thing so many times i realized that it wasn't even the profession that i was doing it was the stories i told myself around the profession and again this is true to me this might not be as true to you but this was true to me it was the stories that i told myself about like what was available to me or what so and so meant or you know that hard thing that happened like what did that mean You know, it was the stories that I told myself. It was the lack of value I placed on myself. Those were the things in the work that drained me. It was the endless working, never stopping, never turning off my mind. And it's incredible. Sometimes I still blow myself away at how I can just like kind of go into this like machine mode. But now I feel like I have a better pulse on knowing, okay, nope, you're doing it, you're doing it. And I think that takes a really large amount of self-awareness and a massive commitment to knowing that if you don't get your arms around it, that it's gonna crush you. So it's it's not the thing, it's not the thing, it's not the thing, it's the way that you're doing the thing, okay? Number two, and this kind of follows number one, boundaries around work. Even the mental process around work. You know, my husband said something to me that has stuck with me so much. And if you know my husband, you know he's just a freaking rock of a person. He said this to me one time and it just rocked me. He literally said, Lindsay, your slow is even too fast for me. (laughs) He said, your slow is too fast for me. And there's something about my husband that I've always loved and respected about him immensely. And I have really tried to adopt in my own professional process. And it has been this deep, he has this like deep sense of just steady knowing that everything's going to be taken care of. I don't know if that's like a gift from God, it must be, <laughs> but there's just this steady knowing that things are going to get figured out, that, that it's all going to get taken care of. And even when it comes to his professional work life, he has such a solid balance with work that, you know, this is work time. And then this is, separation time. He has such good boundaries around when work is happening, he's present. He is all in with work when it's work time. And when it's not work time, he is so present without work. Even now, I'll be real with you. Even right now, there are moments, and I. this is just a sickness. This is just years and years and years of just being a high achiever and just somebody that is just a workaholic, to be honest. Maybe it's not even high achieving, It's just workaholism. There's still moments where, you know, we're we're watching a movie, and 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 I'll bring my computer over and my notebook to the to where the TV is, and I just set it beside me, just just like like I'm like like what like like I'm doing something with it? No, I'm watching the movie. But it's this it's this like mental pressure of like I I, I gotta just make sure that there's something there because I gotta. That's what I'm talking about. It's actually knowing when it's time to stop. It's knowing when it's time to not engage, when it's time to back off. And then when it's time to, to lean in and to do the work, you're, you're doing it. And you're fully present with your work. <laughs> but when it's time to back off, it's time to back off. And it's time to be fully present in that hobby that you want to pursue, in that family day that you've been planning, in that vacation that you're on. Who wants to go on a vacation and be on their phone the whole time? Sounds like a freaking drag. It's not a vacation. It's being, it's knowing the boundaries around work and and, and life and living. Okay, number three. Reminding yourself of your own motivations, goals, and dreams. Not the expectations of someone else's or anything else that anyone has put on you. Going back to your own goals. How, how, oh, I feel like we could sit on this one for days. How many times have we started something and it has been like, this is what I want to do. And then before we know it, we're looking left and right and thinking, oh, we got to do this and we got to be that. And we gotta. And suddenly you're frustrated. And you're like, that was never even what I set out to do. And you're angry because you don't have this other thing that you think you're supposed to do. And that was never what you thought you were gonna do. That was never your own goal. It's so important to get so clear on your own goals, dreams, and motivations. What do you want? (laughs) What are you trying to create? Start there and see it through that lens, not through this lens of somebody else, right? I I realized But when it was a little too late, (laughs) I realized when it was a little too late that I had been kind of operating based off the expectations of others, I think for a long time. You know, we have to be really careful what we say to people. We really do. Because sometimes it just shapes things and it influences people in a way that's not good. You know, you have to recognize that you're here to accomplish your own road, your own goals, your own journey. And, and I tell you what, when I finally gave myself, when I, first of all, when I had the awareness, when I had the awareness that that was happening to me, then I could actually walk it back and go, what do I want? What feels good to me? Where, where do I feel challenged enough? So I say motivated, but I also have a healthy like boundary around, knowing that like that's not mine and I don't have to like jump into that. That's someone else's thing, you know? If that's what that person wants to accomplish and that's what they're trying to do, great. That's great. It doesn't mean that I have to also, if it's not what I want. If it's what I want, yes. But if it's not, no. You can only know that if you are so focused on what you're doing. You can only have that clarity if you're so grounded in what do I want and what am I going after? Number four, reflecting. Reflection. Only from reflection can we grow. If we never take a moment to reflect, how are you gonna be able to readdress your process? How are you ever gonna be able to stop and figure out what's working and what's not? It's so easy if if you just keep going, 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 going. You, you're you're not going to be able to figure out what's working, what's not working, and you're going to get frustrated because there's no reflection. There's no. Then you start blaming everybody. You start blaming other people. You start blaming the system. You start blaming. No, you haven't given yourself space to reflect. I like to measure what I'm doing in a couple different increments. I like to measure things in quarters. I like to measure things in half years. I like to measure things in whole years. And truth be told, I don't really think beyond that. I have dreams and ideas of things that I wanna do like five years out, you know, I I do. But if I've learned anything, so much can change in just a 12 month period that to really get, get in it beyond that time I don't think you're going to actually do much. And so I like to work in 90 day cycles. And I, I, it's like, I have three different charts. It's like, I have a 90 day format. I have a six month format. I have a year format. And those are my goals in those things. And I reflect at the end of each one thing. So at the end of the 90 days, okay, what what worked in this 90 day section? What was going well? What could I change? Where did I fuck up? Where Where could I have done better? You know? And then I do that again at six months. I do that again at a year. And I measure out the process in all of those things. Reflection. If you cannot reflect, you will never advance. Reflect. Create time in your life to think about where you've been and where you want to go. Because only from where we've been can we go forward and grow. Okay, number five. Celebrating. (laughs) Celebration. You want to combat your burnout? You you, you want to not get burned out? (laughs) Learn to celebrate yourself for God's sake. (laughs) I don't know where we missed this lesson, but my God, celebrate more of what you're already doing. Find celebration in your work, in your process. I, I want to scream this through the rooftops because you want to know why it took me so long to be able to actually celebrate. I think back on the last four years I've been doing what I've been currently doing. And then I think back on my photography career, I think back on these businesses and all this, all these wins that happened in that decade. And I never really celebrated any of them. (laughs) No wonder I was so bitter. Are you kidding me? There was massive, massive, massive accomplishments that happened. That, that not a lot of people did. <laughs> and I never took a moment to acknowledge and, exce- and celebrate that accomplishment. It was always like, what's next, what's next? Okay, okay, I'm already 90 steps ahead of where I currently am. And, 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 and I really do believe that it was like God's mercy on my life that this horrible year that I have experienced, I mean, I had the worst. <laughs> the last 11 months have been some of the worst months of my life. <laughs> but I see God's mercy in it because he taught me this. In, his, in in that mercy that he gave me through these hard moments, he actually showed me how I will sustain this journey. And it is learning to celebrate along the way. I did a terrible job of that. I don't think it was really ever modeled to me in a lot of ways, but I also feel a great sense of responsibility to like change the story of success and the the story of, of, of hard work. And you have to celebrate the wins, even if they're small, acknowledge them, acknowledge the good. Because from there, you can actually compound that. When you're acknowledging and celebrating the things that you're doing, you can compound it. And it will grow, you can grow so much more from those celebrations and from those wins and from acknowledging the work that you've done. Celebrate, celebrate. It took me way too long to be able to say, I'm proud of myself. (laughs) Why was that so hard? I don't know, but you know what? I have so much to be proud of now, so much. And you know what? You do too, you do too. Change that story from it's not good enough to, oh my gosh, well done. Well done for today, more than enough for today. You wanna combat burnout? Stop beating your head against the wall going, it's not good enough. There's more to do. There's always going to be more to do. There's always more to accomplish. Start celebrating what you've already done. Watch it turn on its head, man. You want to combat burnout, start celebrating. Start celebrating yourself. Number six, recognizing. Ooh, 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 ooh. This is my favorite. This is my favorite one. This is my favorite one. And I really hope this hits so whoever's listening right between the eyes. <laughs> because I think that if you miss this, you'll miss the whole thing recognizing that hustle and apathy are two sides of the same coin hustle and apathy are two sides of the same coin right now there's this movement and I might talk more about hustle in later episodes I'm still formulating my thoughts on that but there's this movement right now against like hustle culture and those things and it's almost like this pendulum that swings and again I might talk about this more later but it's like this pendulum. It's, it's, so let's even say burnout, right? So, like, like, so, so working yourself into a grind, okay, that's the one extreme. And then apathy is the other extreme. And what I want to tell you is it's the same problem. So, 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 so basically, you know, working yourself to, to, to this like intense, you know, situation, okay, thinking that you're on the right track, thinking that's the way to do things is the same exact thing as apathy. It's just the other side. So, 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 so which one is better or worse? You know, putting all this work and time and energy into accomplishing something and then just to not even give a shit about all the stuff, all the work and hard and like all the time that you spent into that thing and just being like never mind I'm done I don't care I hate this thing this is not the, I'm I, I don't need this anymore I don't want they're the same coin joy joy is found in the middle joy is the middle embracing the road that you're on I'm on a quest like on a mission right now to help entrepreneurs creatives business owners get back to the middle, because either one of these, it's gonna kill your dream every time. Get to the middle, embracing the road you're on. Again, celebrating, reflecting, reminding yourself, (laughs) boundaries, (laughs) and last but not least, having the courage to dream and dream again. Having the courage to dream and dream again. I think how do you combat burnout? You allow yourself to dream. And you allow yourself to dream again. So much of this, even the show, has been a dream again, you know? And I think if you really want to overcome your burnout or if you want to work through your burnout, you've got to dream. You've got to allow yourself to dream about life, about where you'd like to see yourself on who you see yourself as, and allow that inspiration to guide you, to continue on, to carry on, you know? These things have helped me tremendously in navigating burnout. And I'll tell you this, (laughs) I have not arrived. I have not figured out the sauce. I'm still very much coming out of a season of that. And there are still days where that burnout is very much there but I come back to these things. I come back to these things I just told you and they help me to keep going because here's what I know. These many years later, when I think back on photography, I miss it. It makes me sad that I let it slip through the cracks. I think about what could I have built if I'd stuck with it. I think about that. There's a little bit of regret there. I don't want anyone to experience that in what they're currently doing. I've given myself the courage to bring it back into my rebrand and to pick it back up again and to say, yeah, I took a season off. I didn't quit. I just took a long season off, but I'm not done, you know? And I think that that is how you truly build something really powerful. It's giving yourself that permission that there's a way through this. And that if you're feeling burnout, if you're feeling exhaustion, if you're feeling frustrated, it's all right. But it doesn't mean that the only way to get rid of that burnout is to let go of that thing. Because friend, I've done it. And I promise you, it's not the thing. It's the way that you do the thing. So in closing, I hope that this gives you hope. I hope that you can start to apply even one of these things that I shared today and take it, think on it, go back and listen to this if you need to, and just know that burnout is not the end of a professional season for you. If anything, it's just trying to communicate with you. Burnout doesn't mean that you're a failure. Burnout doesn't mean that it's never going to work. Burnout doesn't mean that it's over. Burnout means that your body's talking to you and I want you to listen. If anything, I believe it's the dream talking to you, saying, don't let go. We just have to change. We just have to change some things.